This podcast is produced by To The Moon Creative, located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Whether you're an established or a new podcaster, To The Moon Creative offers the highest quality audio and HD multi-camera video podcasts. And if you already record your own podcasts, to the Moon Creative also offers affordable audio and video editing services with guaranteed fast turnaround time. For more information, find us online at www.ttmcreative.com. At To The Moon Creative, we do more than just get your podcast off the ground. We help you take it to the moon. I welcome Stephanie Wilson to the Model Connection Podcast. Thank you, Stephanie, for making time and your busy schedule to be here. It is, it is an honor to have you here. Thanks for having me. Um, in reading your bio from your website, I read that you have got quite a resume now, and, and you've only been doing this since 2015. How have you accomplished so much in what I think is, is such a short period of time? Um, I would say, I guess, devoting myself full-time to my artistry and my craft. Um, I really had to kind of gravitate away from working a part-time job or working at cosmetic stores such as Sephora um, or Dior. Uh, that way I could pretty much have an open schedule um, to be able to do services whenever they're needed. Okay. Um, I know growing up as a young girl, I don't know if anyone has the dream of, of a becoming a makeup artist. What pushed you in that a direction? Ooh, yeah, I do get asked that question a lot. <laughs> I think it kind of started with um, just having a fascination with all things beauty, not necessarily makeup, you know, specifically, but um, I was the girl who would always want to, you know, put makeup on you if you came over for a Christmas party <laughs> or uh, curl your hair. And then in high school, I started to get into actually cutting and coloring hair, N not licensed, of course, <laughs> but people trusted me enough and I was good enough naturally to where, you know, I was kind of that go to uh, if somebody needed their hair done or mm -hmm. hair trimmed. Yes. Um, and from there, you know, I guess just wanting to stick my foot in um, the skincare aspect and the makeup aspect as well as hair. Because, I mean, that's why I kind of wanted to go to school for cosmetology because it's just a generalized mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. degree. Um, you know, esthetician is only half the time, but that just specifically talks on makeup and skincare. Mm -hmm. So with the cosmo co cosmetology program, um, you kind of get the aesthetics aspect plus makeup plus hair plus nails. Uh, so just all things beauty. And I figured 
if I got bored with one thing, such as makeup or hair, then I could do skincare or facials or waxing or nails. And I there's so many different avenues that you can go down, mm-hmm. especially now in this day and age. Um, you know, there are job opportunities and new even job positions that are being created because of the internet and technology and production and TV and uh, YouTube that, you know, the sky's the limit. That's the beauty of it. Right. So. What is it that you enjoy the most about your craft? And that's a hard one too, because I really, (laughs) I really love it all. I mean, I get asked like client wise, who's the most difficult And, you know, I've worked with celebrities and uh, CEOs and just, like, very important people um, and all the way down to brides uh, and prom queens. However, even if somebody is very cold and standoffish and not, like, really warming up or inviting of my bubbly personality and just like my eccentric presence um I still love what I'm doing I I still enjoy like every step in the process of that of giving them that full service Mm -hmm. okay now um going back to your bio you've done fashion magazines productions music videos television you've done work with local photographers what do you enjoy the most is it the big productions or working with the local photographers working with brides what do you get the most enjoyment from well I guess every different category has its own you know specific enjoyment that I get out of it um you have you know your brides and your big bridal parties and just the hustle and bustle and the excitement in the air and you know it's a big day for for that client and I'm a part of that so just in a sense that kind of gives me joy to be able to see her face light up Mm -hmm. and be a part of that process of her looking back in that being the most important day of her life. However, um, it can be, it can be gruesome. It can be tiring. It can be hard work standing there for 10 to 12 hours, just doing, you know, bridesmaid after maid of honor after, Mm -hmm. you know, mother of the bride. So, um, but once, once it's done and you're looking back at the photos and, you know, I've had brides send me flowers. I've had them send me fruit baskets and wow. cards. Wow. And thank you. Uh, I had a one, one client. She has her own little Etsy page that she makes handmade jewelry. She made me um, like a pink mantis uh, keychain and wrote me this sweet letter, you know, saying thank you for making her feel beautiful on her wedding day. And so that, that, those, the little things, you know, make me happy and, and make it worthwhile. However, um, 
when I went to school, it was my dream and my goal, whether short term or long term, to be a production or on set hair and makeup artist. Okay, wow, great. Um, and you know, seeing my name scroll through the credits of mm-hmm. a TV show or a movie, like mm-hmm. that's that's really exhilarating because not only does it like it helped me prove to myself that if I set my mind to it, you know, I can accomplish what I want, but it just kind of makes me hungry for more, you know? And, um, I guess I've never really done anything to where I just sat here and talked about myself. So sorry if I go on a rabbit trail. You go right ahead. Cause I I know that, our viewers and, and our listeners want to know all they possibly can about you. That's so, really so please cool. Please do so. Um, so, you really wanted to be a makeup artist, and seeing your name in the credits, it just gave you the drive to be more determined and do and do your craft the best you possibly can. Right. Not only that, but more frequently because. You know, Nashville is growing, but it's really just a big neighborhood. <laughs> unless I unless I were to move to New York City or Los Angeles, there's not a lot of, you know, box office hits that are filmed here. Um, however, you do have, you know, your local TV shows and stuff like that. But a lot of times, um, whether they're filming or for TV or movies they'll have kind of like a private location. Um, And nine times out of 10, it's not in Nashville. So um, I guess just being able to travel, being able to network and meet people, being able to kind of, you know, make my mark and be a part of a project that's way bigger than me. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, kind of leaving a legacy, whether it be something that my children want to do or follow in my footsteps, just, you know, having people remember me um, and remembering me because I brought joy into their life or because they saw that I was a um, helpful or diligent or determined and that inspired them. I just, I don't know, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a million different things when I grew up, but I knew that I wanted to leave a legacy on on earth. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now I know your resume is absolutely full of, of your accomplishments. Yeah. We don't have time for all that. Right. (laughs) How have you found time to include being a model on top of that now? Oh, and a mom of two. <laughs> mom of two. Uh, hey, that's a full-time job, okay? <laughs> 100%. Uh, that was just kind of like something that fell into my lap. Um, the opportunity was presented to me when I was doing hair and makeup on a model, and I had a photographer approach me and ask me if I had ever modeled before and just kind of, I wouldn't say gaslighted me, but gassed me up in a sense that I didn't really have like the confidence or um didn't think that I fit 
into that generic kind of model box just because, you know, I am kind of, I wouldn't say exotic looking, but yeah, I'm like, you know, fully covered in tattoos and I don't have a button nose or a proportioned face. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm flawed and I always kind of thought that the stereotypical model had to be, um, you know, 120 pounds and 5'10", um, just perfect face in, in every angle, um, no tattoos or piercings or crazy hair. So I just thought that was out the window once I got my first tattoo uh, at 18. But after after doing it and, you know, seeing the images, I, when I had no formal training whatsoever... <laughs> Like zero, right? Uh, I uh, once again impressed myself. So I just kind of, I would say modeling for me is more so a hobby than a career path. Okay, and it's just another doorway into kind of networking for my hair and makeup business. And you have already been published in an ink magazine. Mm-hmm. Some great <laughs> hobby you had there, young lady. I, I swear, know. I know. Uh, it's pretty cool. And you, and you are so busy that I believe I, I remember you said you were leaving uh, tomorrow to go to San Francisco. Yeah, I have so much I still have to do and pack, and then I have to get up at five a.m. tomorrow morning, and I have a bridal party in Crossville, Tennessee. I have to drive back to Nashville to um, be with a client at uh, one p.m., and then I have to catch a flight at BNA. At, be at, I have to be at the airport at like 5.15 at the latest. Again, I am so honored that you have chosen to take time out, out of your very busy schedule to be here. Thank you so very, very much. Of course. Wow, wow. Um, being a makeup artist, well-known, much sought-after makeup artist and a model, what is it about both that you enjoy? I would definitely say the creativity aspect of it um, and really being able to just create art. Um, I can do the standard beauty or glam or natural look, but I think being able to use modeling to channel like my eccentric or like unique artistic aspect Mm -hmm. and do kind of um, crazy or not uh, not your typical or normal makeup looks. um, That's that's why I love those things hand in hand, because not only can I um, kind of conceptually create with another photographer who in my my book is an artist as well uh and come up with you know a vision of how we're going to execute you know my concept and my ideas and I mean they don't always come out to be exactly what I pictured but that's the beauty of it they're Mm -hmm. still 
phenomenal images. They still kind of portray um, an emotion or, and that's kind of, that's why we do it. We want to, we want people to feel an emotion when they look at our images and, and, you know, again, just leaving, leaving an impression on people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's why I've, I've used modeling to like do my create. Cause I don't know if you saw some of the images I've, um, I've gotten pretty crazy, uh, with my modeling <laughs> career or like gig. I don't know what to call it. Cause it's, <laughs> I, I mean, I have gotten paid and, compensated or whatever but it's not like I can just quit everything and you know model full time because Mm -hmm. of the internet everybody is a model right Right. oh yes (laughs) yes all the bathroom selfies yeah (laughs) but um yeah um when you do and have done the music videos television uh, productions like that are you given a set of guidelines? I want this model to look this way, or are you given f- free reign to add what you think sh- should be? No. Uh, so working for companies like um, ITV America and Sharp Entertainment, uh, they're very corporate in a sense that they want they want a specific look on on the talent they want uh you know you to do it's almost like less is more because when you're filming you don't want to see enlarged pores or blemishes or imperfections but you also don't want it to read as if they're wearing makeup so there's a finesse to it um when it comes to like like film natural glam Mm -hmm. um but no I don't think I've had I don't have I I don't recall having any job production wise where they gave me creative control (laughs) okay how about us local photographers that have absolutely no sense of of style whatsoever (laughs) try to match makeup with an outfit have you ever found yourself offering some advice that this might look better with this outfit or whatever? Because some of us have no sense of style. Trust me, <laughs> there's there's definitely um, a right and a wrong way to approach, like, unsolicited advice, <laughs> whether it be a photographer or your mother-in-law. Like, you, you, you have to be very careful with inserting your advice or what you think would look better but I've gotten really good at I don't know asking the right questions and coming up with what they're trying to execute um if if we're looking at I don't know a reference photo and they like specific things in the photo but obviously we're not shooting the same person right um or scenery we we kind of have to make it our own so that's where i can kind of insert suggestions or 
sprinkle my advice mm-hmm. yeah. uh, onto things because there's been so many different situations where I would love to just say, hey, no, I want to, I, I think it's best if you let me take control. I've been doing this a minute. Like your, your facial structure isn't going to look right with that uh, winged liner or um, brown doesn't go with black uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's all these different rules to fashion. <laughs> and you have hit on exactly what we need because I know personally, I may see a, a makeup application on this model and I want to be shooting this concept with it. But like you said, that makeup application does not fit on the model. And that's where we need your input to set us on the right path. Right. What looks right on the model for what we are are, are attempting to shoot. Working at Mac for years, they had uh, like a boot camp um, where we had to learn how to uh, shade match and not just based off of like the foundation range or shade range that Mac offered, but they gave us like a white, um, a, uh, I guess it, it would be like a dark mocha and we had to match them based off of, you know, these two colors that we had, a light and a dark. Uh-huh. Um, also, artistically speaking, uh, everyone's face shape is different. Not everyone has um, identical proportions or is perfectly proportioned. It's all kind of an illusion and uh, a magic trick, if you will, in creating, like, you know, where those lights and darks are and what's at the foreground or background of someone's facial structure. Mm-hmm. Right. And on, you know, Pinterest is where a lot of my brides get their inspiration or reference photos. And these these women will have, you know, perfectly heart-shaped faces with button noses and big, beautiful eyes. And it's like that huge winged liner with these super eccentric lashes may not look the same if you have a more like inset lid or downward turned eye shape. So it's just kind of like, you know, being professional about it and suggesting things that may work better based off of them personally, like just customizing it based Mm -hmm, off mm -hmm. the client right and there's a finesse to that too because you don't want to obviously insult anybody or put somebody down or make them feel any certain way for not looking exactly like a model in a photo exactly right yes i always had a hard time uh, describing to my makeup artist the look I wore, so like you referenced, I would always try to find images of what I wanted the look to be like. And I'm like, okay, here is here is what I, I want you to, to try to reproduce. Is that pretty much the best way that we can communicate as of as as a photographer 
to you, the makeup artist, what we want. And then you tell us in a polite way whether it, it will work or not. Yeah, I would say if you don't completely know the verbiage or the specific terms yes. of um, a smoky eye or right. uh, so on and so forth, then I would definitely say a reference photo would be great for kind of uh, communicating your overall mm-hmm. want. When we as a photographer look for a makeup artist, is 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 there a point on point certification that we need to look for to be sure that a makeup artist has had the training, has had the time to do her craft that we can trust her to know what she is actually doing? Um, A lot of my clients or people that reach out to me regarding if they want to work with me or hire me um, is by referrals. Okay, okay. So, and just kind of like looking at my images and seeing um, what I, what all I've done and kind of the the diversity of mm-hmm. my experience. You mentioned earlier that after you did makeup and hair on your friends at at a, at a young age, that you went to school to learn the finer points. I was wondering if someone just, as you had said, just did makeup on their friends and then said, well, okay, I can do this. I don't. I don't need the training. I'm a, I'm a makeup artist now because I have done this on my friends. I've done my friend's wedding. I'm a makeup artist now. Yeah, and a lot of times um, people will, you know, get a few years under their belt and deem themselves a makeup artist. But what sets, and there's nothing wrong with that, what sets me apart from that is that um, I did go through a, a 1,500-hour cosmetology course where they teach you sanitation. They teach you um, all about the artistic uh, side of it. They teach you um, anatomy. They teach you um, disease and sanit- – I, I think I already said sanitation control. Um, but a, what's crazy is – I'm not going to go on a COVID tangent, but (laughs) I will say that it would have been perfectly fine if I wore a mask and a shield to have still continued services um, a whole year after that whole scary part went away. I agree. Because 750 hours of my education was strictly sanitation and disease control. And um, I even took a course, a barbicidal um, certification course that touches directly on, you know, the Mm COVID-19 virus um, and properly sanitizing your, your implements and utensils with barbicides. There are people that have come up with so many allergic reactions. How do you know that a person that you are working with would not have some 
hope this never happens, some allergic reaction to just the simplest makeup that you may have. I mean, how do you know? Is there a way, is there a way of knowing? There is. It's called a um, skin patch test. Okay. Um, and you just perform a small patch test. Uh, you can either do it on the inside of their wrist, which is where they taught us in school. Um, but I tend to pick a side of their neck just below their ear to do a okay. patch test on okay. because that's that skin is very thin just like the skin on her face so it's really similar um and if they're gonna have a reaction on their face they're most likely gonna have a reaction on their neck as well uh even i would say i'm a more sensitive skin type and you know consultation is by far the most important step of my services that i offer and that consists of, you know, finding out what the client wants exactly. Um, <clears throat> we go over uh, the look they're trying to execute, their skin type, whether or not they have certain reactions to uh, specific products or ingredients or chemicals. Uh, we talk about, um, I also I offer a exfoliating prep facial, so... Um, those specific ingredients like glycolic or lactic or alpha hydroxy exfoliating mm -hmm. acidic ingredients, those tend to have um, more of, I guess, uh, a reaction if somebody was going to be sensitive to them. Um, we would know right away based off of those. Now, I'm... Again, I'm like the most sensitive skin type ever, and it's it's one of those things where your skin kind kind of has to build up a tolerance to it. Mm -hmm. So once you kind of introduce those acidic ingredients to your skincare routine, it could throw everything out of whack. So I recommend doing it like slowly but surely and using like a very low dose of, you know, AHA or BHA, and using it in like a toner or or a diluted cleanser is probably the best way versus going right into like a peel or anything like that. So I, I always consult with my client first and talk about, you know, what they're using or if they've ever used anything acidic in the past. Um, skincare brands have gotten really good about taking ingredients like formaldehyde or yeah, <laughs> you shake your head. I am not even joking. I, I couldn't make this up. Um, I bought a lash adhesive not too long ago from a beauty supply store that said formaldehyde-free on the back. They used to put all kinds of harmful ingredients. Like, that's why you see no um, no parabens or, or uh, anything like that. On, advertised on the the products and the packages because they used to put super harmful ingredients in our our cosmetics and our skincare. And so, um, working at Sephora, they were really good with putting the brands through like this rigorous qualification uh, list to even be deemed clean. Now, the skincare has in makeup. Um, 
game has changed. It's gone from zero to 100, even from the time that I was playing around with my mom's <laughs> Mary Kay at eight years old. You know, uh, they're, they're starting to revolutionize what needs to be put on our skin, what's safe. Um, skin's actually really not that complicated. Like, uh, anatomically it is, but everybody's skin needs hydration. Right, right. And after 26, our moisture barrier starts to deteriorate. So, um, you know, that's when you really kind of want to replenish, like, the anti-aging or vitamin C um, or uh, even retinol would be good because that kind of helps with uneven texture um, and, you know, it helps... I wouldn't say pre it's preventative because you can't you can't like turn back the clock and undo you know texture that you already have on your face. Right, right. That's why like <clears throat> I was really adamant about asking young people what their skincare routine was mm -hmm. and I genuinely have like such the biggest passion for this. I would talk to a woman in the grocery store for an hour about skincare mm -hmm. and like if I can if I can help bring knowledge and, and educate people into the importance of being preventative versus trying to undo things like I I don't know it's almost like it makes me feel so good because I know <laughs> I know that I help somebody. Yes, yes. And like, if I could go back in time, and I would kick my own butt for treating the face or my face the way I did, and not washing it properly, and using bar soap in the shower to scrub my eyeliner and mascara off, or falling asleep for two two nights in a row with the same foundation on. Oh gosh. But if I now, only knew back then. Uh, did you know any better? Right. If I only knew then what I know now. But your that's mom the thing. probably never told you to wash your face. She sure didn't. And See? she still doesn't wash her face or wear makeup properly. And I'm like, I'm like, I try to educate her and I'll even give her um, full size foundation bottles and skincare and moisturizers and cleansers. And she won't use them. Like, they would give us, like, hundreds of dollars of free gratis at Sephora. Which, by the way, guys, if you uh, if you love skincare and makeup or Sephora in general, you can work there part-time and get gratis every <laughs> single month from all the brand reps. Um, I still have so much skincare and makeup that I don't even know what to do with. So I just kind of throw it in my kit. But that's, yeah. that's a beautiful thing if you're a makeup artist starting out and that's something you want to pursue. Um, getting your foot in the door at a company like Ulta or Mac or Sephora uh, is is great to learn, you know, product knowledge, to learn um, ingredients and recommendations. Um, and then also... At, at some point, I think they're doing services. That's when I worked there. That's why I wanted to work there is so that I could do makeup appointments and learn. Okay. Uh, I tell you what, you are, are just a, a, a wealth of knowledge and, and information that I would love to sit here and talk with you longer. But you have brought some interesting photographs. And before we get to your photographs, I want to remind our listeners to 
Like, follow, and subscribe on all social media. The links are in the description. Okay, Stephen, here is the first images, image that we are, are looking at. And this is a, a very recognizable model because the model happens to be you. <laughs> so tell me what we are looking at, at here, Stephanie. Uh, that is one of my favorite photos that I use to kind of advertise and market my business. Um, it's one of the first headshots that my sister-in-law took of me, who's also an awesome photographer. Um, I don't know if we can add her info to the Sure, why not? not. <laughs> sure, why but not? I don't, I guess if we're, uh, giving credit where credit's due, sure, I why definitely not? have ahead. to give her credit for this photo. Um, and she's really good at editing too, but um, yeah, this is just a, a headshot of um, a smoky eye that I've done. And I would say it's more on the <clears throat> kind of bolder glam side just because I use more blacks in a heavy liner. Um, but it's it seems to be really popular because people want to be able to... I guess, enhance their eyes, but not look like they're a raccoon or go overboard with the liner. Right. So it's it's just the right touch. Right. That is a beautiful look. Beautiful look. I love it. look. Okay, that, what are we looking at here now? Um, that's a model uh, who I did more of like, I guess a, it's also a smoky eye, but it's more of kind of an earthy brown eyeshadow um mm -hmm. you've got some reds and golds and crimsons in there um you can't see the back of her hair but it's this really pretty french twist updo that i did um i was only allowed five photos so i had to five <laughs> that's what she told me wow okay but yeah i would say that that image definitely um, portrays like a close-up of the the full glam eyes and and the bolder lip Wow. That's, I wanted to kind of show uh, diversity. So, um, you know, the first one was more of a bolder, smoky eye. The second one was more kind of natural glam. And then this is um, kind of funky and eccentric. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. But the colors really pop. And I was going for like that beauty editorial um, makeup magazine look. Wow. Okay. Stephanie, those are great images. Thank you for sharing them with us. Um, I've got one more question that I really think is going to be uh, a very interesting answer from you. And I, and I cannot wait to hear his answer. Oh, <laughs> brace myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brace yourself. Um, I hope you have not come across this, but I know that we as a, as a, a photographer can be hard to deal with. As I know, brides' moms can be hard hard to deal with. Even models can be hard hard to deal with. The so-called divas in the industry. I already laughing, aren't you? As a professional, and the background that you have, the ex the ex experience that you have. How have you? honestly found to be the best way to handle those people? 
Oh man. I just honest to God, like I I love people and I could really make friends and uplift the the wall, you know. Uh <clears throat> I don't I don't want to say that I ever really have to handle negative situations because I always try to I always try to look at my work and um attack a negative situation in a positive way. Mm -hmm. I always try to come up with a solution that's going to make everybody happy. Um like it genuinely bothers me if I know that at any point one of my clients or coworkers or somebody that I was collaborating with was upset from something that I did. So, uh it's like it's really important for me to um make sure and do everything I possibly can to make to so that they can walk away happy. Mm -hmm. Um cuz again, it it bothers me if I go home knowing that I did something to upset someone or I wasn't I didn't live up to their standards um like I would do anything I could to make it up to them or make it right and I don't know I've learned through having my own business that regardless of what I have to do my clients referrals my clients satisfaction is first and foremost the most important thing like before my opinions and emotions mm -hmm. so what i do in serving other people and doing services on other people is i really am you know servicing them i'm i'm there to serve them without them then my business doesn't flourish and so it's it's super it's top priority that uh like any time I'm having a difficult situation if I approach it from a positive manner like I'm going to figure this out and make sure that you're happy and satisfied then it always works out. Stephanie it has been an an honor to have you here. How can people reach you? Um if they go to my website, which is www.pinkmantisbeauty.com, um, and you go under uh, the booking process tab, um, there's also a link to my social media, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, um, IMDb, uh, let's see, to all, all of that, <laughs> uh, and, and as well as my email and my phone number. It has been an honor talking to you. I could sit and listen to you for hours because this is what you do is such a major attribute to what we do, okay? Yeah. And I thank you for that. In closing, I would like to say um, I hope that you will like, follow, and, and subscribe on all social media platforms and where you and where you get your podcast all the links are are in the descriptions thank you thanks for having me